Welcome to this week's podcast from the Equipping Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Jacob as well. We thank you, Father, that you're the healer this morning. We thank you that you're the God who delivers. You're the God who sets the captives free. And this morning, we thank you, Father, that your arm is not shortened, that you are able. You're able to save. You're able to heal. You're able to deliver. And this morning in this very room, I thank you that right now, your presence is here. Your presence is here. And that there is no sickness that is too great for you. Cancer is not too great for you. There's nothing too great for you. I thank you this morning that right now, you're touching people right now. Some of you are going to begin to feel the tangible presence of the Lord. Some of you might begin to shake. Some of you might begin to weep. But right now, the Spirit of God is touching people. He's touching you right now. Some of you are beginning to receive healing in your body. Some of you have been tormented by spirits of distraction and they're going right now. Some of you have been tormented by spirits of anger and they're going right now. Some of you have been tormented by night terrors. I heard the Lord say, I'm breaking nightmares off of people today. I'm delivering you this morning, says the Lord. Some of you have been tormented by shame. And the Lord says, shame is leaving you this morning. Life didn't go the way you planned it. But the Lord says, shame is not your portion. Right now. Right now. Receive freedom. Right now. Healing's coming to bodies right now. Where there's pain, pain is about to dissipate and go. Total restoration right now. Total restoration right now. Deliverance right now. Just begin to lift your hands. The Spirit of God is hovering in this place right now. I can sense His presence moving right now. Right now, the Spirit of God is moving. He's moving in this place. I don't even need to lay hands on anyone right now because the hand of God is touching His people right now. And feel the waves of His presence right now. Here it comes right through this room. Here it comes right now. He's about to touch people right now. Here it comes right now. It's coming right through the room right now. I can sense the wave of God moving from my right side across to the left side of the room right now. Here it comes. Now. 
Rob and Teresa, I don't know your story. I don't know your history. But I heard the Lord say that He is writing the next chapter of your story even now. That you've been searching and you've been hungry and you've been desperate. And this is what I hear the Lord say, desperation brings visitation. And you're coming into a season of time where the Lord says, I'm visiting you with a fresh anointing. I'm visiting you with a fresh encounter. There are gifts on the inside of you that have yet to be tapped into. But this is a season, the Lord says, of fresh visitation for you. Teresa, there is a gift of intercession on your life. And many times you'll even be driving in the car and you can feel the weight of the Spirit of God hit you. And intercession begins to bubble up. And the Lord says, I'm going to begin to teach you in this season even a new way of harnessing the river of God. Not to impede its flow, but rather a new way to flow in intercession, says the Lord. Father, touch Mike right now. Heal this sprain right now. Right now, right now. Even the questions in your mind have been real. Could I have done more? Could I have done things differently? But the Lord says, stop asking the questions of yourself. Stop placing undue burden on yourself, daughter. Because those questions have no validity in this season. This is a season not of questioning the past, but this is a season of dreaming with me, says God. For I'm bringing you into a broad place, says the Lord. I'm bringing you into a place, says the Lord, where you'll begin to flow in the gifts that I've given you. You'll begin to understand a new way, says the Lord. You'll not be locked up anymore. The chains of the past are being broken today, daughter, says the Lord. And I'm not going to allow you to stay living in the past any longer. Today is the day of freedom. Today is the day of victory. Today is the day that I bring you out to bring you in. Ha! robosa. Now. Rebezando kojeblanda rebezekete. Hando rubosa. Even the loneliness that you feel, today that ceases its work in your spirit. Today is the day that I bring you out to bring you in, says the Lord. Kirabasando roboshe. Kando brazendejele baroso ko. Rebejegele baso. Dando roboje ke rabasambro koshe brasembro koshe ba arebeseke. For you see, son, says the Lord, I've bestowed upon you a captain's mantle. 
I've given you a gift of leadership and I've given you a gift of understanding my word. And I've put inside of you an ability to motivate and captivate people's hearts. And the Lord says that even disappointment, which tried to settle into your heart, the Lord says that's been removed today. And I'm going to cause you to dream a bigger dream. And I'm going to cause you to come into an understanding of what it means to carry a captain's mantle. You're going to raise up mighty men. I'm going to cause... Oh, I'm going to cause my hidden things to be made known to you. I shout my truths, but I whisper my secrets, and I've got your ear, says the Lord. You've been willing to lay down popularity. You've been willing to lay down conformity for the sake of knowing me. And I'm going to honor it, says the Lord. Touch him now with the presence. Fresh touch right now. Fresh touch right now. Rosaka. Rebe, Rebe. Dreamer, 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 dreamer. Oh, you're a dreamer. You're a dreamer. The Lord's going to begin to increase the flow of dreams around your life. Sata Rebe She. Get ready to spend many nights in the presence of the Lord. Touch him now. Ha. Ha. Now. Legacy. Legacy. Legacy in the river. Touch him now. So one of our values as a church is the presence of God. James, the Lord is touching your body right now. Just lift your hands. Here comes the presence of God right now. Right through your body. Right through your body. Here it comes. Right now. The presence of God. I rebuke the spirit of death from you. You will live a long life. You will live a long life in full strength. Death has no portion over you. Death has no portion over you. Death has no portion over you. You shall live a long life in full strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. I, I sense God wants to do more, and He's going to do it throughout the remainder of this service, but I feel in my spirit to get into the Word this morning. You can cut the music. Hallelujah. 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 I'm starting a new series this morning that we've titled Going for the Glory. And um, my focus is going to be on the importance of pursuing the glory. 
I, I struggled with a title for this series. I was going to title it Pursuing Pentecost. Next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. Um, but as I was praying, uh, th- this phrase kept, I mean, just infiltrating my mind. Going for the glory. And uh, I want you to turn in your Bible to a familiar passage. And we're, we're going to cover, su- cover several today. Uh, Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Jeannie, you're being delivered right now. You're being delivered right now. This spirit of accident is going from you right now. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, familiar passage. Uh, many people call this the, the Lord's Prayer. Others call it the Disciples' Prayer. Um, whatever you want to call it, Jesus says it like this. Pray then in this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And I want to focus on this last part uh, that is in some translations and not in others. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. There are three dynamics by which God works. Kingdom, power, and glory. Kingdom, power, and glory. This week in my own time, I was re-watching some, some old videos. Um, Pastor Anna will tell you that, that I am Pentecostal through and through. I, I just I can't shake my roots. It's who I am. Um, and I was watching some old Pentecostal videos this week, um, some old camp meetings and things like that. But on the flip side of that, I was a Pentecostal uh, growing up. That was my heritage. But I encountered what we call the modern-day charismatic movement uh, when I was about 13 or 14, somewhere in there, uh, which was very different than what I was used to in Pentecost. And so the charismatic movement, or the river movement, as some have called it, uh, had some people like Charlie Robinson. Has anyone ever heard of Charlie Robinson? Charlie is from Canada. And so I was watching some old Pentecostal uh, videos this week and just stirring my faith. But then... I came across an old Charlie Robinson video, and Charlie uh, had a lot of encounters, uh, still has, he's still alive, uh, where the angelic would move, and lots of miracles, and and just some signs and wonders, and those types of things, and so I was watching, it just began to stir my faith, and I remember this time I was sitting, uh, and my mom could tell you this story, because she was there when it happened, I was sitting in our living room, I was probably about 16 years old, uh, and I was sitting and we had, a, uh, we had one computer in the house and it was in the living room. And I was sitting there and I was watching uh, a particular healing evangelist uh, who was ministering in, uh, at Brownsville Assembly of God where the Pensacola outpouring happened. Uh, this video was, was from about 2005, I think it was. And he was ministering on the dimensions of healing. And he said, right now I'm going to release an impartation of this healing anointing. And I'm sitting in an, in an office chair at the computer. And he, he begins to lay hands on people. And he turns to the camera and he says, take it now. And I flew like 20 feet backwards. Like this glory hit me. And I flew across my living room. And I laid there shaking all night long. I mean, from about 9 o'clock at night, I remember... 
My mom got up to make breakfast, and that's what kind of brought me out of this encounter. And I laid there all night. And I said, God, what was that? And he said, that was my glory. And I want to talk about going for the glory. Because this reminded me once again of my heritage regarding the presence of God. Jesus showed up in my bedroom when I was six. I was laying in my bed when Jesus walked into my bedroom. And he put his hand on my face and he said, I'm going to send you around the world to tell people of the Father's love. I've called you as a prophet to the nations. I'm talking about going for the glory. These are things that God wants to do in all of our lives. When I was baptized in the Holy Ghost, it was a supernatural encounter. I was eight years old. When the Holy Ghost showed up in my bedroom, I'd been asking for the gift of tongues. I'd been asking for the encounter of the Holy Spirit. Hadn't happened yet. And I think I've told this story before. We had a lady in our church who'd grab your tongue and say, loose and let it go. And I saw her coming for me and I thought, God, don't let her do that to me. And she didn't. Hallelujah. But she said to me, little brother, I think what's going to happen is it's going to happen like it happened to me. You're going to go home and you're going to wake up speaking in tongues. And that's exactly what happened when I was eight years old. I woke up in my bed. I remember my Aunt Vady who moved in the power of God. She would lay hands on the sick and they would recover. She would tell these stories of how cancers would fall off of people's faces. How she would see these miracles. How God would move. And it was just one of many supernatural occurrences. And all of these experiences, all these memories have reminded me that there are realms of God, of the Spirit of God, that are meant to be a constant experience for the believer. And I believe over the next three weeks as we talk about this, some of you are going to step into some dynamic encounters with the Spirit of the living God. Some of you are going to step into a new realm. Even yesterday at the prayer meeting, the tangible presence of God as we were praying for people, people begin to get delivered of demonic spirits. They begin to get delivered of strongholds. And as I read of the experiences of the disciples, people say to me, where is this? in the Bible. It's all through the Bible. It's in there. It's all through there. And if you turn to Matthew 17, we see one of these experiences where the disciples got to experience the glory of God. Matthew 17 verse 1. Six days later, Jesus took him, Peter, and James and John, his brother, and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his garments became as white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I'll make three tabernacles here, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. And while he was still speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud said, This is my beloved Son with whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground and were terrified. And Jesus came to them and touched them and said, Get up and do not be afraid. And lifting up their eyes, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. Suddenly, there was this supernatural event. Jesus was transformed right before their eyes. 
His face was shining like the sun. The garments became white as light. And suddenly Moses and Elijah appear. And then this bright cloud overshadows them and a voice comes out of the cloud. I wish I was there. Can you picture it with me? I mean, here is this moment where the disciples all of a sudden are in the glory of God. Then we read in the book of Revelation, John, and and let me say this, the book of Revelation is not the book of the end times. It is the book of the revelation of Jesus Christ. It gives us an incredible picture of who Jesus is and is coming back as. And in Revelation 1.10 it says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. And I heard behind me a loud voice like the sound of a trumpet. Some of you are about to hear the sound of a trumpet. Revelation 4, 1 and 2. After these things I looked and behold a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard like the sound of a trumpet speaking with me said, Come up here and I will show you what must take place after these things. And immediately I was in the Spirit. And behold, a throne was standing in heaven and one sitting on the throne. I could go into Revelation 4, but listen to me, church. You're about to have some encounters with the Lord. Revelation 5.11 Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders and the number of them was myriads and myriads and thousands of thousands. I'm telling you this morning, there are three dimensions. There is kingdom, there is power, and there is glory. The kingdom being the realm where God has rulership. How do we enter the kingdom? Well, we enter via salvation. What is salvation? It literally means to come under the rulership of God. That's what happens when we get saved is that we come under the rulership of God. For many, that is their experience of God. They stop at salvation. They stop at the kingdom. And of course, we're called to bring the kingdom to others. But then there's power. Acts 1.8, he says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That's what Pentecost was all about. That's what being Pentecostal means. It means we walk in the power of God. It doesn't just mean that we speak in tongues. If we settle for speaking in tongues, then we've missed out on what Pentecost was all about. Pentecost was about becoming powerful witnesses of the glory and the kingdom of God that we might bring others into a dynamic encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm looking for a Pentecostal church that is not just ones that robashata and shake and rattle and roll. I'm looking for a people. God is looking for a people who are Pentecostal by demonstration, not just by experience. That we are a people who would go out and be who we're called to be that we would demonstrate the kingdom of God because that's what the power is all about we've been given power and authority over demons over sickness so the expectation is that we all minister the power of God to others but then there's that third dynamic the glory and the new testament has so much to say concerning the glory Jesus himself exposed the issue in John 5. Here he is. He's under the persecution of the Jews. Now, here's an interesting thing. You need to understand that the Jews, whenever it refers to Jews in the New Testament, it is referring to the Pharisees. When it says Jews, that it is specifically referring to those who were of the Pharisee nature. 
And so here he is under persecution by the Pharisees, and he begins this discourse exposing the hypocrisy and religious behavior of them who were devoid of life. It says, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. It is these that testify about me. And you are unwilling to come to me so that you may have life. I do not receive glory from men, but I know you that you do not have the love of God in yourselves. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, you'll receive him. How can you believe when you receive glory from one another and you do not seek the glory that is from the one and only God? What an incredible uh, point or accusation that he makes to them. You do not seek the glory that is from the one and only God. Alluding to the fact that there is a presence of God. There is a reality in God that needs to be sought after and ultimately experienced. And we are immediately confronted with the problem that many experience the kingdom, but they stop there. Then there are those who experience the power and minister out from that power and they see supernatural things occur, but they stop there. But then there is the glory, a depth and an impact of the presence of God that would overshadow anything and everything we've ever experienced or known. And I'm prophesying to the equipping church this morning, we're going after the glory. We're going after the glory. It is something to be sought after. It's something to be found in that place of intimacy with God. I was talking with Pastor Anna, uh, I think two weeks ago, and she said, you know, what was it that was different for you? How did you do all that you did in high school? How did you do these things? And I said, my room was my sanctuary. I had tabernacled with God. I had found this place of intimacy with God where I was hungry and I was desperate. And I want to say to you this morning, I, I've been hungry and desperate, but I'm coming to a place, church, that you better get on the hunger and desperation train because I'm getting so hungry and so desperate in this hour. You better watch out because I'm going after the glory and either you're going to get on the train with me or you're getting left at the station because we're going after the glory as a church like never before we want to see people saved go after the glory we want to see people healed go after the glory you want to see transformation in our city go after the glory i'm preaching better than you're responding this morning that's okay i'll preach to myself ephesians 1 18 paul prays the apostolic prayer he says i pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints that's my prayer for you church this morning i pray that the eyes of your heart would be awakened that they would be opened that you would see that you would know the hope of his calling the encouragement to recognize there are realms of glory to be entered into, riches to be discovered in our relationship with God. So when we speak of the glory of God, what are we actually referring to? And I think the best way is simply to say this, the experience of the manifestation of God to people. In the Old Testament, there were incredible experiences of God. Here's... 
Here's what I, I want to say to you this morning. So many people would say, well, those were the Bible days. That was how God was working then. No, we see a theme from Genesis all the way to Revelation. And yes, we listen, this is my cornerstone, the canonized scripture. This is what I stand on. This is my measuring stick. This is my measuring rod. If it don't line up, I cast it out. But what I find in here often is more glorious and more wild than what some of these fakes do. It's more extreme than what they get upset about. Listen, if gemstones start falling again, hallelujah. I'll warn you, you know what it means? Warfare. That's what it has always meant. Isaiah 54 says, and I'll give you as your battlement gems of precious stone. So if you're finding gemstones, like Delory found one this week, I think right over, was it over here? Yeah, it was right over here cleaning. There was a gemstone. Hallelujah. If it happens, it happens. I'm just going to preach Jesus. If people start getting out of wheelchairs, hallelujah. If arms start growing back, hallelujah. Because it's in the book. If he healed lepers, lepers didn't just have a disease. They were all corroded and their limbs had fallen off and their noses were off their face. That's what happened when he healed leprosy. He didn't just deal with a virus. It was creative miracles. Oh, I'm hungry, church. Exodus, the children of Israel saw God's glory as a cloud resting on a mountain. God showed up visibly. They could all see it. Oh, I long for the day when His glory shows up like a cloud. I've seen the videos of Jack Coe's meetings and Mahesh Chavda's meetings where the glory cloud comes in and fills a tent. Oh, that it would be for us. Moses asked God to show him His glory and God comes to him by stating, My goodness will pass before you. What is God's glory? It's His goodness. My goodness will pass before you. In the New Testament, these experiences continue. We see this in the Mount of Transfiguration throughout the book of Revelation. Acts 6.8 And Stephen, full of grace and power, was performing great wonders and signs among the people. Here's what I want to say to you. Stephen wasn't even a deacon. He was a table waiter. And as he's serving up fried chicken, miracles are happening. As he's serving the people, as he's waiting tables, miracles are happening. You don't have to have an office or a title or a degree. All you got to do is serve. Some of you are wanting to see miracles. Start serving. I'm going to tell you that some of the greatest miracles I've ever seen weren't from a pulpit, weren't in a service. They were in a bathroom as I was picking up trash. Outside in a parking lot where a drug addict had overdosed. I love, there was this older man that was in my church growing up. And honestly, his name, Brother Silverton. That was his name, Brother Silverton. He never preached from a pulpit. He never had a title. He never had any of that stuff. He wasn't a deacon. But I tell you, I could sit at Brother Silverton's feet for hours and hear about the miracles that he saw as he picked up trash, did the church lawns, took out. I mean, just that was what he did. That He gave his life to service. He had raised over 100 people from the dead and never was known by people. I was Eddie Silverton. That was his name. Brother Eddie Silverton. He was this plump old man who, who walked like a, he walked like this. He had bowed knees, 
He'd had polio as a child. And he never served in pulpit ministry. But like Stephen, he performed great signs and wonders because he just served. Some of you have been saying, God, I need miracles. Start serving. That one didn't get an amen. Hallelujah. That's okay, Jesus. Acts 7, 55 and 56. But being full of the Holy Spirit, he gazed intently into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened up and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. We may not like the outcome. He was being stoned and not in our modern way, but are given a glimpse of realms that the Spirit is accessible to us. Here he is dying for waiting tables. Do you get that? He saw glory and was persecuted because he'd been waiting tables and seeing miracles. You want to see miracles? Start serving. Acts 10, Peter has a vision concerning taking the Holy Spirit to the Gentiles. But I want to come to this verse and really this, that was the introduction this morning. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 3. Turn to 2 Corinthians 3 in your Bible on your phone or some of you have it memorized, I'm sure. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 5. Not that we are adequate in ourselves to consider anything as coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God, who also made us adequate as servants of a new covenant. Not of the letter, of the, not of the letter but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. But if the ministry of death in letters engraved on stones came with glory so that the sons of Israel could not look intently at the face of Moses because of the glory of his face, fading as it was, how will the ministry of the Spirit fail to be even more with glory? For if the ministry of condemnation has glory, much more does the ministry of righteousness abound in glory. For indeed, what had glory, in this case, has no glory because of the glory that surpasses it. For if that which fades away was with glory, much more that which remains is in glory. Therefore, having such a hope, we use great boldness in our speech and are not like Moses who used to put a veil over his face so that the sons of Israel would not look intently at the end of what was fading away. But their minds were hearted for until this very day at the reading of the Old Covenant, the same veil remains unlifted because it is removed in Christ." But to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over the heart. But whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror glory, as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as from the Lord the Spirit. Do you get it this morning? If what was death had glory, how much more does this covenant that we are in have glory on it that we are to partake of? They had to put veils over their face. Moses had to put a veil over his face because the people didn't want to see it. How much more with we as unveiled faces? It is the privilege of every born again, Holy Spirit orientated believer to enter into the reality of God's glory and presence. 
that what we do on this earth is an overflow of the glory we experience in in our lives. That such is the reality of God's presence in us that it naturally overflows to touch others. Here is the challenge. Never settle for less than the glory of God. Whatever that means overshadowing of His presence, the fire of God, the realms of visions, of angels. I love Jack Coe. He's one of my favorite people. We're good friends with his daughter, Joanna. And we're reading his life story to the kids right now at night. That's what we're doing. And we get to this part where he goes to a Pentecostal church for the first time. And as they're praying, one person saying, God, give him the fire. And another person saying, God, give him the rain. And he goes, what do I want, the rain or the fire? You want both, the rain and the fire. One person saying, Lord, fill him up. Another person saying, Lord, pour him out. He says, well, what do you want me to do? Be filled up or be poured out? Both. You want both, brother. I want it all. Pour me out. Fill me up. Burn me up. Pour it. Whatever it is, I want it all. Give me the river. Give me the fire. Give me the rain. Give me whatever it is. I just want it. Whatever it is, if it's God, give it to me. I want it all. And I'm looking for people. God is looking for a people that want it all. The fire of God, the realms of visions of angels. 2 Corinthians 12, Paul is writing about himself, but it was so controversial at the time. He says, I know a man who was caught up into the third heaven, into paradise. I haven't got to the verse yet. I'm just quoting. He heard inexpressible words, not permitted to express. So let me say this. People who say they go to heaven every day and say all these things that they hear there, Paul was so cautious to not even say what he heard. You better not listen to people who are saying, oh, I went to heaven and saw this, and I went to heaven and saw that, and I go every day. That is not scriptural. I want the real glory of God. I want the glory of God that transforms me, that makes me into a new person. Some of these people, they either are full of demons or they need medication. Either way, they're going up every day and it's not God. I'm just going to say it like it is. That is not the glory of God. It is vain imaginations. And these people who are saying, Oh, I went to heaven, rode a little red Corvette, and Jesus was wearing a clown wig. Heresy. I'm going to say it like it is. I went to heaven, saw Michael Jackson leading worship. Excuse me. You are outside of Scripture. And that's what I'm talking about, the plumb line of Scripture. That's what I'm talking about, these people. I'm telling, I saw Christmas trees and little elves and fairy angels. No, you had a vain imagination or you went to hell and danced with the devil. I'm just going to say it like it is. I'm going to say this very clearly because I I feel the Spirit of God on it. There will be judgment for those who take advantage of God's people by telling false stories. Because it's fake, it's not real, and it's a false anointing. It's demonic. Paul said it was inexpressible. I'm not permitted to express. You know, one time, and I'm going to say this, the Lord genuinely took me to heaven. I came back and started rattling my mouth. He took his anointing away from me for three months. Would not speak to me, would not show me anything, couldn't feel his presence. I thought, I'm going to hell because I started sharing what I shared without his permission because he's that serious about it. Holiness is still a factor and protecting the glory 
It's still a factor. But here's what I know, that suddenly these realms bring a reality of God into our lives. It brings a passion for God that nothing else ever will. And when suddenly our experience of God moves from a mere intellectual understanding of Him into a personal and glorious experience of His presence, I was reading an article this week. The church in general, as an organization, if we look at the church as an organization, is decreasing by numbers. People are leaving the church organization rapidly. Why? Because it's become so cerebral and it's become so uh, experiential, not in the glory of God, but in the right lights and the right moods. And I mean, there's one mega church. They have little misters that release smells at different points during the sermon because it helps people take it in better. I want the fragrance of heaven. I've been in meetings where the rose of Sharon comes into the room. I've been in meetings where cinnamon was so strong I mean, and people got healed. I've been in meetings where God's glory filled the atmosphere. Don't give me a mister. I don't need your essential oils to experience God. I better be careful. We need to be in a place where we are overshadowed by Him, by the light of His presence. I'm going to start closing. I didn't say I'm closing. I said I'm going to start because I don't want to be a man, man found as a liar. But I'm so hungry for Him, church. Part of my fresh excitement in this season, part of its encounter weekend, I'm telling, listen, I'm serious. If finances are an issue for you, if you're going to miss a day of work, let me know how much you make. I'll pay your salary for that day. You need to be at encounter weekend. I will make the sacrifice to get you there because Encounter Weekend, I'm telling you, you're going to be transformed. Because why, why can I say that? Because I know the power of God. I know what He does. I know what happens when we sacrifice. I know what happens when we say, I'm going to set aside time and I'm going to encounter the Lord. I'm going to get freed up. I'm going to get healed up and I'm going to get filled up. That's what happens in Encounter Weekend. You want the glory of God? Get rid of the junk in the way. Get cleaned out and get filled up. Because I realize for the first time in eight years of being pastor of this house, in eight years, for the first time, God has settled something in my spirit. We're never going back. We're going forward. And let me tell you, there's going to be a day, hopefully we'll be in a new building someday, but there will be a day you need to get here early to try and even get parking so you don't have to walk down the street to get in. We've only got two bathrooms. There will probably be lines. Barbara will be at the head of it. <laughs> but I'm telling you, we're stepping into glory. We have stepped over something. I can feel it in the atmosphere. I can feel it in my spirit. And that's why I'm so bold in saying it. Holiness is going to invade the church. The glory is going to invade the church. Colossians 1. I'm starting, now I'm really closing. Colossians 1, 25. Of this church, I was made a minister according to the stewardship from God bestowed on me for your benefit so that I might fully carry out the preaching of the Word of God. That is the mystery which has been hidden from the past ages and generations but has now been manifested to His saints. 
to whom God willed to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We proclaim him, admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom so that we may present every man complete in Christ. That is my call as the leader of this house, that I've been made a minister according to the stewardship from God so that I might carry out the full preaching of the word. That is your call, that you have been made a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You don't have to have the title of pastor. You've got the title of son. And by that virtue, we proclaim him. For this purpose, I also labor, striving according to his power, which mightily works in me. The hope, Christ in you, the hope of glory, the confident expectation. Christ within. I need some music. Because we're about to have a move. Christ within you, the hope of glory. What is that hope? Greater glory for the future in this life and the life to come. I'm telling you, I'm prophesying to you by this time next year. I've never said something so confidently. By this time next year, you won't recognize yourself and you won't recognize this church. By this time next year, there will be such a full worship team carrying the sound of heaven. You'll want to get here early. I'm telling you, we've crossed over into something new, church. I can feel it. Yolanda, come here. Presence of God is already... Someone get behind her. Presence of God is already touching you. Now, take it. Take it. You've not battled cancer to battle sickness in your body any longer. God healed her of cancer. All the cancer was taken out of her body. The PET scans show no cancer and those doctors want to keep her on chemo saying they're going to, you'll have to be on chemo until you die. It's a lie and we break the curse in Jesus' name. We break the curse in Jesus' name. Amber, come here. Come stand right over there. Someone get behind her. Catchers, where are you? Take it now. You're stepping in to a new season of life that you've never known before. You're not going to recognize yourself. The glory's coming on you. Your hunger is going to exponentially increase. I can feel the anointing. Here it comes. Here it comes, Amber. Right? There. There it is. Take that. Take it. Take it. Take it. The evidence of glory is not falling over, just so you're aware. Barbara, come here. Someone get behind her, quick. Take it right now. Take it right now. Here it comes, right on this side, right there, right there. Take it, take it, take it, right now. There it is. We've got you. Hector, come here. Stand right there. Face that way. Face that way. Hector's got an anointing for finances. If you need a breakthrough in your finances, get up here. He's going to lay hands on you. Hector, do it quickly. 
Don't spend a lot of time with people. Just release the finances. Rebecca, you've got songs no one's ever heard before. You've got songs no one's ever heard before. I see them like written down in a notebook. They're going to be released. 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 Day Dabrosha. If you're watching by live stream, take the glory right now. Jacqueline, come here. Keep hearing you. I keep hearing the Lord say, Dr. Jackie. Just stand right there and lift your hands to the Lord. Here it comes. There it is. The glory is coming on you and in your family in this season. Your family is about to be encountered by the Lord. Your family is about to be transformed. They're going to start calling you. I got saved. I got delivered. I got encountered. You're a forerunner and you're breaking open the dams for your family. You're breaking open the, the dams for your family. Take it right now. Take it right now. Take it right now. There it is. There it is. If you need a fresh touch from the Lord, I want you just to come. I feel the river of God moving. If you want an encounter from the Lord, just come and stand up here. Just come. Dale, the Lord calls you his stalwart. That's what the Lord calls you. He calls you his stalwart. And this is what it means. I had to look it up. I'm not as smart as I seem. Loyal, reliable, supporting, unmovable. You are the Lord's stalwart. And he honors your faithfulness to his word. He honors your faithfulness to him. He honors you. You are immovable. You are a rock. You are a pillar in the church. Here comes the fresh presence of the Lord. Here it comes. Here it comes. Whoa. Shoo. Ha. Ha ha. Ha. There's healing coming to your body. Healing coming to your body. Can feel it, hear it. Now, shuko rebese, randoje de le masaya. Oh, oh! Right now, presence of God. Touch, touch. Hector, bring me those mints so I don't take people out with my breath. There it is, right now. The years of pain are being erased. The years of pain are being erased. The Lord is causing you to come into a gentleness. There's a gentleness resting on you. There's a steadiness coming over you. There's been this 
imbalance and there's been just this feeling like you're tossed this way and that way. And the Lord says, I'm bringing balance. There it is. Balance. Oh, Shabakara. Freedom. The trauma is going today. The trauma is going today. The night terrors, no more. No more. The thoughts, no more. Break them now. Love the anointing that breaks the yoke be upon you right now. Let the glory, let the glory now. Touch, touch. It's a new day. I'm just going to do what I see. Full alignment in this body. Now. 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 No more pain. Full freedom back to you in Jesus' name. Touch. You double dipper. I already prayed for you. Jesus. Jesus. I pray right now for an encounter with you. The presence of God is about to flow over your body. Like a thick oil. Here it comes. Touch her now, Jesus. Show yourself strong. Father, thank you for this man who loves you. Now take him into the deep glory. Anybody else? Double dipper. (laughs) More, 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 more. 
More. Greg, come here. Shelly, come here. Come stand with your husband. <laughs> Many of you may not know the sacrifice that Greg and Shelly have made to be part of this church. And this morning as I was walking the floors, I heard the Lord say to honor your sacrifice. They've sacrificed time with their grandchildren, getting to make those memories. They've sacrificed family. They've sacrificed salaries. But they obeyed the call. And obedience is actually better than sacrifice. And because of that, the Lord says, I'm honoring you with my presence. I'm honoring you with my presence. <laughs> oh! Shh. Today marks a new day in your house. Today marks a new day. Today is a demarcation in the realm of the Spirit that from this day forward, the Ferris household will never lack physically, spiritually, emotionally, and financially. Today, every ounce of lack is broken, says the Spirit of God. Today, today is a new day and marks a new chapter, says the Spirit of God. Now. Whoa. Dropped my mint right out of my mouth. Hallelujah. Come here, babies. My kiddos love the presence of God. Now, Spirit of God, touch her right now. Whoa. <laughs> touch her right now. Take her deep, God. Thank you for eating grace. Encounters are your portion. Whew. Right now. Come here, Kai Samuel. Touch with the presence of God right now. Right now, now, I'm so done with this demon of infirmity. It's come against your body. Shelley served it at its eviction notice yesterday. Now we command the full healing to manifest. Devil, no more will you torment this woman of God. Be it a thorn, be it a whatever it is, come out in Jesus' name. Loose her and let her go. According to your word, that full healing would be her portion. 
Let the miracle manifest. In Jesus' name. I just have to say something to these four boys. Now, I know a little bit of your family history, just like that much, because I know who your grandfather is. But there is a legacy that goes way beyond that. And the Lord was showing me that there is this river that is coming down to you and through you. And I kept hearing the Lord say, those are my sons of thunder. Y'all are going to shake up the kingdom of darkness. And I don't necessarily know for certain that each one of you will be in pulpit ministry. But what I do see is that like the many tributaries of a river, the four of you will flow in and out of each other's lives in some way or fashion of ministry. And that God will use you together and separately. There will be moments where you're on your own and you do your own thing. But there will be this coming together as well. And I I have a, a challenge from the Lord for the four of you. Protect your unity. You are each other's greatest assets. There are gifts in each one of you that when together are explosive. They're powerful on their own. Protect your unity. Protect your brotherhood. It's important in the days to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hector and Susanna, where are you? Get ready for meetings with the president of the university. Ah! Thank you for listening to this week's message. To stay connected, follow us on Instagram or Facebook or visit www.equippingchurch.us.